What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. To the Tay and Todd Washington football team podcast brought to you by Fan Sided. Todd, we are on a two game win streak. Yeah. Two very that big counts. convincing wins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How you feeling? So, does two games count as a streak? Yes, sir. Okay, all right then. Uh, you know, man, I give up. <laughs> <laughs> I give up rooting for one thing or the other because it feels like when I root for them to win, then they want to lose. And then when I say, okay, well, then you might as well lose, that's when they start winning. At the end of the day, winning always feels better, yes. If for no other reason that, like, it's just the environment and the atmosphere in the city with other fans, uh, with non-fans, on social social media, on TV and all that, it's always better. I enjoy listening to other people's stuff way more or watching football shows way more i know personally i don't listen to a lot of content or watching the football content when they're losing a lot ironically because i know we produce it but uh and then i don't watch a lot of um like nfl network or espn or talk about nfl because i just you know i don't want to see them i don't want to i don't want to be reminded that we lost but today is nice because we won we ruined cam newton's um homecoming to carolina which I really like because I respect Cam as a player, but I don't really, I'm not a big fan of his. And uh, and then the Cowboys lost to the Chiefs and really lost in an ugly way. So it was fun. It's fun now being able to go, they're going to talk about the Cowboys guaranteed. Uh, and then if they don't talk about us, that's fine, but they won't be talking about how Cam Newton came back to Carolina and blah, blah, blah against Washington. So I'm feeling good, Tay. How are you feeling? I'm doing good too, man. I, I'm I'm excited. Um my expectations are still right where they need to be, where um, I'm okay if they win and I'm okay if they lose. So, um, uh, but 
if they win, like we mentioned last week, if they win against Carolina this Monday night game, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Seattle. See, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, they, if they if they beat Carolina and they win, well, going into this game on Monday, it's going to be a lot of intrigue. Uh, see a couple scenarios where yeah. they could end up having the seven seed if they win on uh, Monday night. So right. this is going to get interesting. Uh, Seattle doesn't look good. Um, no, they're struggling, man. They're, they're, they're struggling big time. And I think this is an audition for Russell Wilson. Ah, uh, hmm. I do want to talk about that. There's bigger things, but I guess, but long story short, I, I'm feeling good. It's always good to have a Monday after a victory because then you can watch football the yeah. rest of the night. Like yesterday was relaxing. I watched, <laughs> watched the <laughs> game. And, uh, watch the, the Cowboys lose, and then after that, watch right. the Sunday night game, some good football. So you can enjoy football, the week of football, once when your team gets that win. Yeah. So um, Oakland doesn't look good. So I think it's going to come down to this last stretch. So I'm excited that they're going to play meaningful football, um, I guess, in the, for, from here on out. Right. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. I guess that's the, that's the, that is the toughest part is is meaningless games. Which I guess, you know, they can be meaningful on the other side of things, but still, it's weird because, like, if you kind of want for them to, you know, lose, for example, because they're bad and you want, you know, draft position, that sort of thing, you don't want them to lose bad. It's yeah. like, I want them to, I want them to play well. I want them to keep it close and then just lose on like a last second field goal, or, you know, lose on a fluke play. But, um, but for now, you know, I'm just riding in the way of what they're doing. They've clearly, things have started to click offensively. And defensively, you mentioned that scenario that uh, I, it's it's probably entirely it's probably still too early to start talking playoffs. But here we are. You sent this. Uh, if the Eagles lose to the Giants, the Saints lose to the Bills, the 49ers lose to the Vikings. And if Washington beats the Seahawks, then they will have the seventh uh, seventh seed at the end of week 12. <clears throat> uh, so, I mean, and none, none of that is impossible. None of that's crazy. So they are, and they know that, you know, this is like, they're talking about that for sure. It is nice to see the team just clicking though. And it's like the last two weeks that they've won, they won for exactly the reasons that they lost the two games before that, you know, against the Vikings and the Packers where the defense did play better, but offensively, it wasn't a matter of moving the ball. It was a matter of finishing drives. It was a matter of, of penalties, of negative plays, of, of failing in the red zone, just not just not scoring enough, even though you had the opportunity to score. And then now they scored 29 against the Bucks. They scored 27 against the uh, Panthers. And they had opportunities to score more in both of those games, but they still managed to score what they did. So I want to um, talk about the defensive performance because I tweeted this out. Let me look it up, pull it up. But just about how significantly the defense has improved these last four weeks compared to the first six weeks. Let's see if I can find it. Um, so the first six weeks of the year, they had allowed 423 yards a game, 31 points a game, 57.8% on third downs, and had committed eight penalties on third down that either directly or indirectly uh, led to a conversion. And when it when it's the 57.8% on third downs, that doesn't include if there's a penalty. That's you know that that's not factored in. So there were a number of uh, third downs that pass interference, defensive holding, whatever. So they're really probably closer to sixty percent. We yeah. all remember that. It just feels like there were so many plays on third down where they were giving uh, giving them up. 
Now weeks uh, the, the last four weeks, 286 yards a game, so almost 150 less. 20.25 points a game, so almost 11 less. 43.2% third down conversion rate, so almost 14% less. And then no penalties on third down committed. So probably close to 17% less on third downs. Significant difference, Tate. Huge. Huge difference. Huge difference. Like, and, and the thing is, these numbers, so the points per game is, is pretty good. That's above average. Uh, the yards per game is also above average, and the penalties is good. The third down conversion, 43%, is not great. It's closer to average. Great would be in the 30s. But it shows you, if you even had an average third down defense for this entire season, you would have been probably a much better defense. And the weird thing about it with the third downs is that it's like a snowball. When you allow more third downs, you face more third downs, and then you allow more third downs. So, like, they faced 90 third downs through the first six weeks, and they faced 44, 42 or 44 in the last four weeks. So they're down, I think, four third down plays per game these last four weeks. That makes a big difference, too. The, the, the other teams are just not having long, sustaining drives like they had been before, and they haven't been giving up uh, significant chunk plays. So in your opinion – what is the biggest difference on defense? Uh, I want to say the offense. I'm going to say the, the, the fact that the offense are sustaining long drives. Uh, they're running the football and they're playing hand in hand. They're not tired. They're able to rotate and they're getting off the field. Um, I, that, that's what I believe is in, in their tackling. They're, they're tackling. Yeah, they're, tackling. They're, they're swarming to the football. But my biggest thing is, Heineke controlling the game, similar to what Alex Smith did last year. Although he didn't oh, yeah. put up big numbers, he was very manageable. He didn't put the defensive in bad spots. He mm. allowed them to get rest. He sustained drives for the most part. And I think that's what's helping uh, th- this football team, the defense particularly, is that they're running, they're sticking to the run. And that's what I love. That's the difference between this uh, the first six weeks and the last two weeks is that they're running the football and they're controlling the time of possession for the most part. So got you. Yeah. For me, it's like, it's tough. It's kind of weird because it feels like it's like, it's for one, you lost Chase Young and Montez Sweat, who's supposed to be two of your best players, but yet you have, you've been playing. I mean, this yesterday was, you know, again, a really solid defensive performance last week without sweat and then without chase at a certain point was probably your best defensive performance of the year. It's so weird. And it just goes to constantly remind you that it's not about what's on paper and it's about how the players play individually and about how they play together. I I just feel like it comes down to execution on defense. I don't, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that, and this is without like doing a deep dive and watching the all 22 and really seeing, Oh, well, this guy's doing this and that. I think guys are just playing their, their positions better. They're they're playing their responsibilities Mm -hmm. better in zone defense, especially a player like Cameron curl, who I thought did a really good job against Christian McCaffrey uh, yesterday. And I feel like if you played him week two, it may have been John Bostic out there and Christian McCaffrey would have gone for 100 receiving yards or something. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, Bobby McCain, I think, has has been playing his spot well and, and just being where he needs to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, they, they run more zone defense. And so a lot of the problems were just that guys were just like zone defense. You really have to be in sync and you have to like move like 
like water together mm-hmm. as the play develops offensively and defensively. And I think they were doing that terribly. And now they're just, they're in sync. They're just, they're kind of playing off of each other. And then pass rush wise, they're just, they're getting, you're getting enough pressure from the interior, but then yeah. on the edges, I mean, like I don't, I still, I still have my questions about if Chase Young was being told to play contained in a lot of situations. I don't know, but the, the amount of times that he just rushed past the quarterback was weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you're not really seeing that from from these guys who are playing now. Now they're not getting a ton of pressure themselves necessarily, but the pocket is able to collapse because they're not over rushing the quarterback and the pressure is right. coming from the interior. So mm-hmm. I'm impressed by the defense, and I really, really hope that they can continue where they're at now because, like. Because they're supposed to be better than what they were. <laughs> like they were never supposed to be as bad as they were the first six weeks. Right. Yeah, I think I think it'll carry over. Um, mm-hmm. I think the defense is here to stay, especially with those NFC East games. Yeah. I think you're going to see physical football. I think uh, this is what Ron. This is what Ron wants. Uh, he's a hard nosed guy, and a lot of those guys who won last year uh, are the same guys on the team this year for the most part. Right. And, they know how to win in December, so it would not surprise me if they if they continue to keep it up. And that all started with the trenches last year, I believe. Uh, where we got hurt was when Gibson got hurt last year, and um, I, I'm interested to see if it carries over. I believe it will, and the main reason is because of I feel like the expectations aren't as high when you have two of your star p- pass rushers out. Mm. So now you can just play football. Mm, I see. There's nothing else. And that's a good point. You know, there's a there's a huge psychological element to sports that is like tough to quantify, but very much a factor. Yeah, huge. Um, do you want to do our or I'll I'll just as always check out our sponsors, Hot Chicken Kitchen in Woodbridge, Virginia. Get the best Nashville style chicken sandwich in the area. Try them out and go shopping at the mall and just make a day out of it. But definitely go there and try them out. Really great service. Really great food. And it's minority and veteran-owned business, so support them. And then check out Dunpro Financial. Start your seven-day free trial. Get your credit on track. Get your finances in order. Uh, click on the link below, whether you're listening, whether you are on YouTube. There's links below. Start your seven-day free trial. Check it out. And if you don't like it, you can cancel it. I want to ask you about Antonio Gibson because he had a good game yesterday. Now, he had two terrible plays. <laughs> uh, the fumble, of course. And then he gave the Panthers an extra 40 seconds on his last carry of the game by going out of bounds. But other than that, he he, he looked more explosive. Uh, there's one cut up I just remember I need to – or not cut up, but just a snippet of a play where he he left someone on ice. He left someone – he skated past someone, uh, which we honestly haven't seen him do a lot of this year. But, like, where do you stand on Antonio Gibson, I guess, as a player, as a running back, as running back of the future here for Washington? I think he, I mean, I think he has the potential to do so. I think he has to cut down on those mental issues. I think um, I think last night we saw a good – this is going to be huge for him. This last stretch is going to be huge for him. If he can be power – I mean, be a power back, catch up the backfield and do all that stuff, I want to see more from him. Mm. Uh, you cannot turn the ball over. We've been putting up with it way too much. He's got – how many fumbles is it? Five? I got to check. Yeah, it's just – it's terrible. It, it's yeah. really bad. So – um, I would say he's okay. I love his. Uh, I want to see him more involved in the passing game. I don't know why he hasn't been. Um, maybe split out wide some, but McKissick ran the football very yeah. well yesterday. Mm, I agree. Well yesterday, so I don't know if that was just the O line 
or you know the the player himself. But I think the offensive line played very well last last night yesterday, and I think that factored into them both. But I think the last two games he's been playing, he played very well despite the the fumble that you just cannot have. And I'm glad that Ron benched him um, because he came out yeah. for purpose right in the um, second second half. Yeah, I agree. I, I... I like that he benched him. I thought we may not see him for the rest of the game, but he came back and you can tell that he's like in his head after these negative plays because it's happened twice, not yesterday. Well, against the Chargers and against who else was it that he fumbled against? Let me see. Was it maybe the Saints? Um, I'm sorry, this thing jumping around. It was, uh, oh, it was the Chiefs. It was the Chiefs and and the Chargers where he fumbled. He lost it. Next drive, he his next play, he dropped the the pass he was thrown. I re, like I remember that because uh, so I I liked I'm like you said I agree. I'm glad that he sat him out. McKissick runs well. And the offensive line did play really well yesterday, even having the injuries they had. And I want to mention something as well on the blocking, but uh, but I like that he, he kind of gave him a chance to redeem himself, and that he did essentially now. In terms of long term with Antonio Gibson, I think you need another. I think you need. I think he's an A B guy, meaning yeah. like a running like a. I think he's part of a, a two punch, two headed you know monster at running back. I don't know if he's meant to be your every down guy, just because. And and I don't know how healthy he is right now. It seems like maybe he's getting more healthy, but he's clearly still lacking explosiveness. And maybe if he had all of his explosiveness, he can be that. But my question is, will he ever have all of his explosiveness if he's getting all the carries every game? every game because his body's not used to taking that pounding based on what he did in college. So I, I mean, yeah, I'll let him finish the season out, but I think that I still, I, I want to see another piece. Maybe that's Jarrett Patterson, you know, in the future, maybe it's someone else, but I don't know if I want uh, Antonio Gibson as my 20 plus carries a game guy. I don't, I don't know if he can sustain that over the course of a career. Yeah, from here on out, I would make him earn that that lead back role. Mm. I would split. I would split uh, every other drive. I would go Patterson, obviously mm. with McKissick and run in yeah. a pass pass situation. Then I'll flip him in and out because you just can't have that. You yeah, can't have that. you can't. You can and the, and he's fumbling for the same reasons he always has. He's carrying the ball too loose. Exactly. You can like when he when he lost it, it was down like at his hip. Yeah, and he's running, you know, in between the tackles or in between the guard and the tackle. So it, it was just way too easy for that ball to get knocked out. I think they had 190 rushing yards. Now, I don't think it's a coincidence that in the game where your two tight ends are John Bates and Samus Reyes, two rookies who have a long way to go to develop as tight ends, but who give everything they've got as blockers, that they had their best rushing performance against a really good defense of the Panthers in the same game that you had – your two tight, your two starting tight ends out, and had two guys who who just don't care about anything but blocking the man in front of them at tight end. I, I I don't think that's a coincidence. Tate John Bates, I've seen, I've watched back and seen Samus. I saw a little bit of. I want to see more, but I think that that like the offensive line absolutely give them their credit because that's they're the ones who led that charge. But I think those tight ends, John Bates and Samus Reyes, made a difference yesterday. Bates especially. Because I mean, they were really running the ball really well yesterday. Yeah, and yeah, I, I agree. Bates, man, Bates looked good catching the football and blocking. Right. I think uh, I know Alex put in a group chat talking about the the tight end group hasn't missed a beat, and I I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, I want to see more Bates. I, I want to see more. I want to see what happens. 
with, and I think someone else tweeted, uh, it was a fantasy guy. He was talking about the tight end position uh, for Washington and talking about how the tight end group doesn't miss a beat. You know, it's good to pick up Washington tight ends because Scott Turner gets those guys involved. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's kind of been a blessing that Thomas has been out because now you get a chance to develop. Right. Yeah. And now I don't know what's going to happen. They may be able to do some three tight end sets. They may be able to open up the packages a little bit more due to Ricky Seals and Logan, Logan, uh, Logan Thomas being hurt. So I'm interested to see if they sit out Logan another week and, and let, and let's see what you got with, with, with Bates and, and Reyes. I, I don't know, but um, they did a great job, great job blocking. And uh, Bates, I know you tweeted a, a, a clip of him finishing a guy. Yeah. And that was, yeah. that was really good. So, right. Like it's a mentality blocking is so much of a mentality and there will always be a place in the league and on like Washington team, for a tight end who gives everything they got as a blocker, as good as a blocker, and then catches the ball. Like, you don't have to be dynamic because Bates is, like, as a route runner, he's he's slow. He's not dynamic as a route runner, and I'm sure he can improve, but he'll probably always be slow. But uh, Jason Witten was slow for his whole career. You know what I mean? So if you can block, and then if you can just, you'll be open. You'll There'll be times when you'll be open in the middle of zones, and if you can just catch the ball like he did on that fourth down play, uh, yesterday, there'll always be a spot for him as a two or as a three or as a. But I mean, look at last year, Logan Thomas, and then behind him was what Jeremy Sprinkle and Marcus yep. Baugh. Yep. And so to go from that to Logan Thomas to Seals Jones, who's made an impact, and then to to Bateman, I'm not Bateman. Uh, what's his Bates. name? Bates. Bates. <laughs> to Bates, who's made an impact. It feels like your third tight end now is better than your second tight end was last year. And that's not even mentioning that Logan Thomas, you know, had to, you know, uh, grow into his role as a tight end. Right, right. So, I mean, I guess the other thing on offense, to, aside from Terry McLaurin, who's obviously just always fantastic, mm-hmm. and there's not really much else to say about him. Uh, Taylor Heineke had the highest rating from Pro Football Focus of any quarterback so far with Tom Brady and Daniel Jones left to play tonight at 88. And the next closest was 81 and some change. So... Heineke, he's bouncing back after after a tough stretch. Where do you stand on Taylor Heineke? He's still a backup, in my opinion. Um, I mean, I there's some people the, who really don't want to hear that. Yeah, I mean that's just what he is. I mean, I, I need a guy that can that can be consistent throughout a season. I don't yeah. want I want you a second half player, and I and I think that's what Ron needs. Um, I'm okay with Heineke possibly starting next year with. Uh, rookie quarterback yeah yeah on his behind but yeah. I think he'll, I think he'll start possibly depending on who you get and depending on the offense I think he'll 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 come in as the starter depending on how this year ends um mm-hmm. man he's a baller uh he I, I he's playing within his means he's not yeah. doing anything extra he's taking what he has and I think he's developing I think so too I think especially in the red zone in the red zone, I think he's developing, man, and and that's what I that's what I want to see. So I, I don't think he's the answer, um, but these next couple of games are huge for him. Um, yeah, if he is the answer, these <laughs> next games are going to be huge because Monday night, if he balls out on Monday night, then you have to start to reconsider. Like, is he? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> man we're just gonna keep we're gonna keep riding this roller coaster up and down aren't we <laughs> and then if he goes above 500 in the in the nfc east then you got it i mean i'm a just i just i enjoy 
Taylor Heineke. I enjoy watching him play. And I love when he got, first of all, when he slid and whoever the Panthers player was that, you know, like crushed him on his slide, which you just obviously can't do. And then the Panthers players sees the flags and is like, what did I do? Which is, that's just stupid. That would always be us. So it's good to be on the opposite end of that. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But I love Heineke getting up and getting in his face because like Taylor Heineke has the mentality that you want from a franchise quarterback. He has the presence. The locker room clearly respects him. Like he, you know what I mean? Like he has everything you want in terms of the way he presents and carries himself in terms of being a franchise quarterback. Um, so like, give me that, just give me just a little more juice in some other areas, but I'm not going to take anything from him because he's played well these last couple of weeks. He should have had four touchdowns yesterday if he doesn't miss Terry McLaurin on that one throw, right? Uh, I mean, let's look back. Okay. How many, let's see how many good games he's had, how many bad games he's had, because I mean, the Chargers game, that one's kind of tough to say it was good or bad. He came in and then the offense just the offense just didn't have opportunities because the defense couldn't get off the field. We'll skip that one. The Giants game was a good one. Good game. The Bills game was a bad one. Bad one. Falcons was good. Mm-hmm. Saints was bad. Bad. Chiefs was bad. Bad. Very bad. Yeah. Packers was like solid. Like it was like you had the you know the 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 early dive into the end yeah. zone. You had a couple things. I mean. Well, I guess I'll call that one middle. He yeah. they didn't finish. Broncos was bad. Bad, yeah. Then Bucks and Panthers were good. So yeah. he's he's up to four good games, and then one, two, three, four. We'll say about four bad, and then two that are kind of tough to really say. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I don't know, but it is about stringing stringing together good games, and so yeah. this is his first time stringing together back to back good games this season. Mm-hmm. So the question is, can he can he string two, two, three together and then four and then, you know, so on and so forth? That's the question. Because yeah. I'll give you that he needs to develop. Yeah. Well, you have, now you have to wonder. I mean, if he gets some weapons back, I keep saying this every week. Mm-hmm. Logan Thomas, Curtis Samuel, possibly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, let's talk about DeAndre Carter for a minute. Oh, my goodness. Dude. <laughs> that's another one. Of, that's like a, I, that's like exactly like the J.D. McKissick signing. Exactly like it. I just I love signings like that. Yeah, he yeah. is what you would have hoped, you know, Steven Sims would be or whatever. Three touchdowns in his last three games. Yeah. I mean, and they've all I mean, and that like it, it really seems like there's there's a chemistry yeah. growing between Heineke and Terry uh, and, and DeAndre Carter. Yeah. And he gets I mean, he can get open. He gets open. That's he not an open. issue. So I'm I'm curious to see why it is that he's been on and off of so many teams. Mm-hmm. Is it just the NFL, you know, and there's just always someone better? Has he improved? Because it could just be that he's gotten better, you know. I know he had a fumbling problem in other places, and so you know that can be the kiss of death. Uh, but here, he's been what you would want a slot guy to be. Yes, right. Yes. I mean, what, Cam Sims Jr. Yeah, and, and same I thing with Kit. Is it is it a coincidence that you know Cam Sims is getting more opportunities and that the offense is playing better? Because that's kind of the same thing that happened. Like, I don't want to give him too much credit. Yeah. We know what the level of player he is, but. Deami Brown hasn't done anything for you, and he's a rookie, so I'll give him that. I'll give him the year. But Cam Sims, that was a nice catch he made uh, in the touchdown. You know, got the drop, drew the PI a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Maybe you're finding your combination, you know, of guys. And I'll tell you this: DeAndre Carter is better than Adam Humphreys in the slot. Oh yeah. 
right? He's more dynamic. He's quicker. Humphreys isn't bad, but I think you can just get more juice from DeAndre Carter. Right. So I, that's a, that's a, that's a exactly like the JD McKissick, like the Sh- West Schweitzer signing, like the Logan Thomas, like this staff, these guys, Scott Turner and Rivera. I'd love to know kind of who who is the mastermind behind some of these low level signings that work out. I'm sure it's a, a group effort, I guess, but mm-hmm. somebody probably had to have seen, you know, yeah. somebody pinpointed it, right? Right. But uh, like they they seem to do well on those, and then it's the bigger names that, for one reason or another, don't work. Now, like Curtis yeah. Samuel, I mean, he's been hurt, but he has been playing. Ryan Fitzpatrick got hurt, and did you hear the theory that Fitzpatrick hurt his hip at the water park? I did hear that. Yeah, I'm super late on that. I didn't hear about that at the yeah. time, but yeah. <laughs> um, it wouldn't surprise me. And then. Uh, William Jackson the third, who has been better lately, but still he's been playing good. I mean, he's yeah. got to get comfortable. So I think getting I comfortable. Think may, I, th- I don't think he earned it in the beginning, but I think towards the end, I think you're gonna see he earned his money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think now what I need to see is some splash plays from him. Like oh, I need yeah. to, I need to see him go get some interceptions. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, but I like their ability to find these under the radar free agents, give them a role, and they just take it and run with it. Mm-hmm. So DeAndre Carter has definitely been that for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, it was it was an impressive overall game. I mean, what negatives did you see? Just so we can kind of, you know, be prepared for something that may pop up again. For one, I thought Cole Holcomb didn't have a great game. Uh, he had he had a couple positive plays, but I mean, a lot of he spent a decent amount of time in the same realm or range as Christian McCaffrey, and there are some situations where I mean, there's I guess probably not much he can do, but still, I thought he had an average to not great game. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone that stood out to you on a negative side? Um, honestly, no. I, I mean, the only negatives I have was the injuries. I mean, it caused me getting hurt again. And, yeah. Uh, Schweitzer getting hurt. I think he came back in. He and came then, back uh, in, yeah. Larson got hurt. Larson, Larson yeah. got hurt. So, um, no, honestly, I think I can't. I mean, Cam Newton's pass to McCaffrey was a great pass. You had the emo- right. You had the emotion going in on that first drive, so of course, you know that would they were probably going to score more. Right? Yeah. yeah. Other than that, I can't. I mean, Joey Sly is a dog. I mean, I love him. <laughs> you saw he, his. <laughs> you saw his uh, Instagram post. Yes, yes. I've never <laughs> felt as confident as a kicker with with him. He's just like you. Just know it's money when he. When he kicks. <laughs> yeah. So Even when he has to kick it twice. I know, right? You make both he, of them, man. That's crazy. So. <laughs> Um, I think he's going to be the MVP for the second half of the season if they make it to the playoffs. But um, I think it was a well, well-rounded game, different than the last game. Uh, I liked how they battled back yeah. from that seven zero, you know, and 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 the the motion with Cam running to the uh, this center the field. field. Yeah, let me yeah. tell you something. Yeah, Cam Newton. A lot of people saying, "Oh, we should see. We should have got Cam Newton." No. Yeah. I agree. I agree. It doesn't fit. It just doesn't fit. It fits for them because it's the homecoming. He's going back to Carolina. Yeah. That's fine. The storyline. That's Mm. fine. It does not fit in Washington, D.C. So stop saying (laughs) Cam Newton needs to come to Washington and we missed out on him. No, we did not. We did not miss on we did not miss on Cam Newton. We did not. I agree. I don't think he he doesn't fit here. I agree. I'm with you, Tay, all the way. You know I'm with you all the way. Yeah. I I mean, aside from the fact that, you know. Washington won yesterday and Taylor Heineke played well against head to head against Cam Newton. Like, yeah, I just don't think he fits. I I think Rivera would have brought him here, but the Panthers are in a different spot. Right. Like they're, they're, 
they needed like I don't, they hadn't brought in their guy. Like Washington's guy this year was Ryan Fitzpatrick, and they lost him. And then you play your backups, and then they had Sam Darnold, who was their guy, and then he got hurt. And so you bring in Cam back. You know what I mean? And like you said, it's a homecoming. It's selling tickets. Fans are excited. They're still in the playoff hunt and in a better spot than Washington. So it makes sense to me there. But here, I agree. Wouldn't make it wouldn't have made it just. And I and still like what's what's the point? Because what is your goal this season? Now, if they contend and and they make the playoffs this year with the team they have, then like we did it with what we have with who we are. Exactly. So you bring in Cam. Is Cam Newton going to carry this team to the Super Bowl? Exactly. He's. I think he's selfish. I, I just. I mean, that's just me. I. I think. I think it was all about him yesterday. Mm. Um, <laughs> and, and I don't like that. Yeah. Uh, but I. I. I feel more better going on a two-game streak with Taylor Heineke and what we have than yeah. if we would have signed Cam Newton and won two straight. Because then you're delusional. <laughs> and then it's like Cam yeah. is the quarterback of the future. No. Right, right, right. Yeah. We can just build around Cam. Exactly. You see, no. no. He's like 30 something. Exactly. He's gonna get hurt again. Exactly. And with this situation, it's like you're winning with Heineke. Now I truly believe that this team is a quarterback away just by how they won the offensive scheme. Yeah. And um I I, I believe that y- you give up whatever you have to give. And I, I think it's showing that you don't need if you just play sound football, yes, it's good to have those pass rushers down there. But I really believe this team is a quarterback away from from being, from being uh, really special. I, I just think so. Special quarterback, man. Um, yeah, I mean, and we'll talk about it when we talk about this Seahawks game. But you, your your last seven games, you know, when and you play seven seven games, but you play what five teams. And the best one is the Cowboys. They might be cooling down. We'll see, you know. And then it's not that Washington is uh, is particularly – I wouldn't say Washington is better than any of these teams on paper. But it's about when you get hot and when you get cold at the right time. Yeah. And Washington may be getting hot while all these other teams are cold. The Seahawks are, are ice cold. Yeah. Like they, with or without Russell Wilson, they're ice cold. The Raiders are lukewarm at best. Yeah, and then the Giants and the Eagles will always be back and forth. You never know. So, man, this is huge. This this stretch is huge. And if they win Monday night, yeah, which I'm very curious to see. Now, you know, with the little the small sample size we have, but Taylor Heineke has played his best football in the two primetime games he's played. Um, but is that enough to overpower Washington's incredibly? terrible record on Monday night football for the last like 20 years. I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to watch. It's going to be interesting because I think Heineke's out to prove a point. I mean, he has his team right where he wants it. Yeah. Um, And literally I I don't, what, what what will it take for you this last stretch? And this my, this is what I have left for you to go into next season saying Heineke's our guy. What, what, (laughs) What would what would it what would it take? Mm-hmm. What would it take? That's a good question. Like it's it's a perfectly fine question to ask, and it would it would take like a lot. But <laughs> basically, we just broke down the good and bad games he's had, right? But you remember mm-hmm. that Giants game. You remember that Falcons game. Okay, he would basically have to play on that basic on that same level essentially for I'd say six of the last seven games. 
The offense has to continue humming. Even if the running game is a big factor, you got to be scoring 24 plus a game. Okay. Like he's got to be the, the interception to touchdown ratio has got to be good. You know what I mean? Like I, that what it, what it was before these last two weeks, it can't, it was, he's four and oh, these last two weeks. So now he's 15 and nine, I think, but he was 11 and nine before that. So I need this trend to continue. Mm-hmm. So basically, I really just need to see him continue to play these last two weeks, that Falcons and that Giants game. I need to see that for six out of the seven. Actually, no, to 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 feel comfortable going into next season for seven of the last seven weeks. He would need so to do it for ratio, every game. What ratio would you like to see for that? Interception, touchdown ratio, uh, yeah. like four to one. Because so he's like, got some making up to do. Okay, so like 20 to four? Yeah, but it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily, like, yeah. It could be ten to two, you know. It could be ten to two, or like, or I guess eight. I guess eight to two is what it would be, or twelve to three. But it just needs to be pretty significant, and and then they would need to make the playoffs, and he would need to continue that in the playoffs. And if they if they lose in the playoffs, it needs to be for reasons other than him playing poorly. Right. Like he would really, really, really need to play well consistently for these last seven games. So where would you rate yesterday's performance? Um from what we've seen as a fan uh, since we've seen it like what do you rate it how like his his 16 for 22 three touchdowns no interceptions mm-hmm. uh com- converted some good third down running the football yeah pretty well, scrambling yeah what would you how would you rank that performance compared to what we've seen um from that quarterback position the last three or four years mm, that's what you're saying i mean heineke has played the best of any quarterback watching his hat since Kirk Cousins. So I'd probably rate it above anything we've seen since like right. 2017 Kirk. Was that Raiders game in 2017? I believe I think. so. So probably like that. Okay. Probably. Uh, yeah, because it was very good. Like he mm-hmm. was definitely very good yesterday. He had really that one miss to Terry McLaurin that, that should have been a touchdown. That's the only yeah. really, that's the big one that sticks out. Had a couple, had a sack or two that he shouldn't have taken, but other than that, yeah, I mean, so it's just it's just the consistency, man. You, you, he stayed he, he stayed healthy. He's so far he has stayed healthy. Yeah, I, I've been I have not said anything about that. I mean, it is what it is at this point. I'm like, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. We'll know who to blame if something happens. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's been smart. He's been smart with sliding. He's been smart, that's, and I think that's a very factor. smart. And he's he's like had to learn the balance because. He started protecting himself too much, and we yeah. we really learned that against the Packers. And so now he's found the balance. Yeah, um, it was weird. Just quickly, there on the play on a, one of the plays when he got sacked yesterday, and that he was like being grabbed around the neck and then taken yeah. down. And then the Panthers player wouldn't let him go, and exactly. they were just lying on the ground. Like, I was like, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" I defensive players are so annoying sometimes. <laughs> defensive players are worse than offensive players all the way. From the cornerbacks going like that when the ball was 15 yards <laughs> overthrown, but they're doing that and they were beat. Or or From, when the receiver drops it. And or the receiver drops it, yeah, and they go, but they got beat, but then they go like that. Or they they like throw the receiver onto the ground and get a PI and are like what you know <laughs> or what we talked about yesterday just doing the most uh, defensive players are annoying man yeah. <laughs> I'd be I'd be an offensive player yeah. um, <laughs> and I guess that's all we've got until we're talking about the Seahawks game and I do want to talk about because I was talking last night with someone about uh about Russell Wilson 
I think it's time for the Seahawks to just start over. Yeah, and so. how I could see that happening as well. And just about all that as it pertains to Washington. <clears throat> so that's all I've got. Till you got anything else to add? I just think it's going to be a big game. Um, it's going to be huge. I, I know the place is going to be rocking. Uh, Heineke on, on primetime. I'm, I'm expecting a treat, honestly. Mm. I really am. And um, I hope so. I hope it's not one of those stupid, crazy turnover games. No, I like, think like their wild defense ones. is terrible. Their defense is terrible. Who are we playing? The oh, yeah, the Seahawks defense is bad. So I'm just saying, like, like, just the silly turnovers. Like, just, yeah. the, just the stupid yeah, ones. Fumbles and fumbles. Yeah, like, just, like, yeah, like the crazy stuff. Or, like, drop pass interceptions. Yeah, fumbles, muff punts, that sort of thing. So, yeah, go ahead. I... I'm expecting a blowout, personally. Um, <laughs> oh man, okay. I think I think they'll get this show on the road. I think I, I, I just cannot see them losing this game after winning <clears throat> Tampa and then beating a, a solid deep a solid defense. A, a really, the best passing defense. The yeah. best passing defense in the league. And granted, he only had about what one eighty nine, two hundred six, I think, two hundred six. But I mean, shoot, guys were running wide open, man. One wide open. That fourth down to DeAndre Carter, the first oh one, goodness. wide open. Wide uh, we open. won't we won't talk about Scott Turner right now, but just remember that. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I mean, like, and there was more opportunities. He could, he should have had four touchdowns, you know. Yep. So and the, yeah, the Seahawks defense is not what the Panthers defense is, but at the same time, said the same thing about the Chiefs defense when they were the worst yeah. in the league, and then Washington scored 20, 10 points. So, but a blowout on Monday night. That would be fun. I just think this team is is geared for towards this. They know what it took last year to get to where they went, and mm-hmm. I just think they're going to use that as fuel this year to say basically, if we do our job, we're in. Yeah, yeah. You win the game. You win. You're in. Pretty much. I mean, right. that's it. It's no more. You know, you, at this point, you win. You're in. Yeah. And then they play the Bucks again in the wild card, in the yeah. wild card round. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Terry McLaurin doing the Chase Young kind of celebration thing, yeah. you know, to, like that kind of sort of thing speaks to I th- I think the level of I don't know teamness right. is the word I'll use within the right. team. Like the locker room still is solid, right. I believe. So right. I think that's very important. And and ultimately, when you like. It's which comes first. Do you lose the locker room? That's why you lose. Or do you lose? And that's why you, the locker room falls apart. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Either way, I think when you stay together through the losing, the wins will come. Right. But if you fail to stay together, the losses will continue. Because you can be together, but then not bounce back. So that's where and I'm at, man. And, it's, and, and what I'm learning is it's such a long season. It's such a long Look season. Look at Buffalo, 6-4 and four now. You yeah. Know, I mean. It sh- is. And, yeah. The, the, I mean. The pan the Panthers who they just played and the Raiders they played both started three and zero hot as any team. Yep. Cincinnati. Yeah, exactly. It they, is a long they season. Down a little bit, so it's. I think the Browns were doing well at one point. Yeah, yeah. The Browns started off strong. I mean, the Browns brought the Bengals. You know, yeah. The Bengals. It's just, and then the the number of upsets. Sorry, quickly, because the number of upsets this year has been crazy. These last three weeks, really. I mean, the Texans beat the Titans yesterday. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't make any sense. At all, us beating the Bucks, the Dolphins beating the Ravens, the Jags beating the Bills. You know, there's others that I can't even remember. But the upsets this year have these last, really not even this year, just these last three weeks have been insane. Yeah. I can't fathom how the Texans beat the Titans. But 
you know, whatever, man. And on the other side of things, Washington only dropped one spot in draft position after their win yesterday. So, hey, win-win. <laughs> Win-win-win. <laughs> All right. We'll get out of here. Uh, Monday Night Football, I hope it's fun. And may or may not be there. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I think I'm going to enjoy this one from the comforts of my own. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you for always watching. This is Todd. This is Tay. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.